Yo, what's up, Mark? Hello, David. <laughs> what's new? Not much. Just happy to be on the 314 podcast, finally. It's been happening yeah. for a while, and I've been wanting to get on here for a while. So, finally glad. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. So, uh, let's get right into this. Uh, we're going to be talking, you know, the Green Bay Packers. The, the Green Bay, the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. The greatest franchise in football history. That's correct. Uh, I mean, let's just let's just get to the, the most anticipated question. I think I think you know where I'm going. What, I think I what, know where you're going with this. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the draft we had? So I remember where I was. I was very excited. Obviously, the end to the season this past year was not uh, the most satisfying. Actually, you know, screw, screw the draft right now. Let's recap last season. Yeah. So, what was it? Week one versus Chicago? Yeah. I went into their house and smashed Amos, picked off MVP Mitch. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that game was – that was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. I mean, how boring <laughs> is that? It was a boring game. I remember the memes after the game. They're like, oh, the real opener is tomorrow, and it was Steelers versus uh, Patriots, and it was 33-3. Yeah. to 3. It's like, well, I yeah. mean, <laughs> tell, tell me which one was the opener. <laughs> right, so that game kind of – I mean – Honestly, a lot of this year I was really excited to watch, you know, was our defense because, you know, we didn't really change too much in offense during the offseason. I mean, the only thing that was really hyped up was me wanting to see the development of our wide receivers, which we'll get into later, obviously. Oh, yes. And then, oh, yes. you know, Mr. 33, Mr. Touchdown Machine himself, Aaron Jones. <laughs> He really did yep. show up this year. I mean, like, come on. What more can you ask for? And the one yep. person to catch a touchdown in this game, believe it or not, you know, not really reflected on the rest of the oh, season yeah. was I Jim Graham. Yeah, who would know. rather fly planes than catch touchdown passes. Right. He, he's he's <laughs> earning that highest-paid tight end contract. No longer the highest-paid. Oh, that, that hurt. That hurt. I mean, paying him $10 million a year over three – I mean, $30 million a year over three years was just – was just <laughs> not it. I mean, the, the Packer tight end experiments that have oh, been going my. on the last couple seasons. I mean, the last one that worked but didn't really work was Jared Cook, and people only really remember that one catch. But, you know, Jared <laughs> Cook during his – yeah, during his time in Green Bay, he dropped a lot of footballs, man. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember – you know, speaking of Jared Cook, I remember the Rams, uh, you know, before they relocated, of course. I was oh. in seventh grade math class, and they released uh, Jared Cook, James Laurinaitis, and someone else. And I was like, holy shit, what are the Rams doing? And then when Jared Cook went to Green Bay, I was like, hell yeah. And he only had like 500 yards, which, I mean, you McCarthy, know. You know, McCarthy didn't do much with tight ends, but. You know, the Packer tight end experiments only went so far. I mean, you know what happened with Martellus Bennett. I mean, he I hate that in. guy. I mean, he actually came in and didn't do too bad, but then. No, you know, yeah. He, he was good down. at the beginning of the season. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. 
But like that was the year Rogers got hurt, and then after that, he's like, "Let's just try to screw the team internally." Oh, the the trainers forced me to yes. play through injury. Nobody forced you to play through injury, man. Yeah. yeah, and then after that, Jimmy, the the real Jimmy G, the real Jimmy G. That was a painful day for Packers fans all around the world because, you know. In a five-minute span, we all got very excited and then extremely sad. Oh, yeah, because that's when... That's when Jordy... Jordy It's like, where where's this cap room coming from? And then we find out. Yeah. All right, had, so... Yeah, before, like, this... The season? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. So, week two versus the Vikings, you know? Kind yeah. of a weird game there, man. It was. The last time they were in Lambeau, it was the Clay Matthews roughing the passer bullshit tie game. Yeah. That that was a weird one because they got out, you know, us 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 Green Bay Packers got out to a really good start there. That's usually how it went. You know, the yeah. offense looked, you know, amazing in the first quarter and then it's like, all right, bye. <laughs> And then Dalvin Cook had a Dalvin Cook kind of day. Dalvin so, Cook went insane. I remember, I remember Boone. We were, I was just talking shit, you know, fantasy and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, Lamar's gonna run all over you." And he's like, "Well, Dalvin Cook's gonna run all over you." And I was like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was really, a, it was really a mirror into how our run defense would play the rest of the year, you know? Because yeah. then the next, I mean, we yeah, really, the next we really week held on that game, man. The, and then the, the next, next week, he played whew. the Broncos. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Man, we really swept the run defense under the rug big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the weird part about that game, I remember watching that because you remember we got that free play at the start for the touchdown with MBS. I mean, come on, man. We That was another one of those games where going into the fourth quarter, we had like just barely a lead, and then we like, kept scoring in the fourth quarter. To, yeah. You, know, you look at the box score now and you win by 11 points. You're like, oh, that probably wasn't that close of a game. But then, you know, you watch it and it's like, wow, that was a very close game. Yeah, that was that was a good game. Like, I think I, I don't I don't think I was able to watch the first the first half, but the second half I was able to watch uh, MVS, you know, free play MVS mm-hmm. Rogers, iconic uh, Darnell Savage. The most underrated Packer, in my opinion, got his first career interception. Then Rashawn Gary got his first career sack. Oh, yeah. The day so, for the first round rookies agreed back. Oh, yeah. And whatever the hell Rashawn Gary is doing. Still That's wondering the, about that selection. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. If I, only we knew what would happen the next year. All right. So week four versus the Eagles. This would have been my oh. favorite game, I think, of the whole year. If not for the ending, I mean, to recap, it was a physical. Jordan Howard, when he was on the Bears, didn't run like that. That's all I got to say. I mean, Jordan Howard on on the Bears was obese. (laughs) Oh, man. That they they ran all over us. And to start the game, what really, you know, it turned the tides really, man. It got us all, all the Packer fans, you know, kind of pissed at the Eagles when Nick Barnett kind of. You know, threw his helmet into the face of Jamal Williams. You know, yeah, that kind of limited our offense there in the first half. That was uh, that was another game I wasn't able to watch, Whew. but like, 
All right, I had a baseball game in it, you know, fall baseball. Did I'm sitting on the – I believe so. I think Good we man. played Trent that game. <laughs> but I'm on the bench, you know, refreshing ESPN. I was like, what the hell is going on? It's like Jamal Williams, you know, carted off. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was that was scary. That reminded me of a couple of years ago when the Packers played the Bears at home with one of those color rush games on Monday Night Football. And Danny okay. Trevathan kind of threw a yeah. nice shot and yeah. threw the yeah. face of Devontae, Devontae Adams. Yeah, that was, that was scary. That you, was you another – Because later in the game, there was kind of a, a team kill from the Eagles when uh, I think it was Devontae Maddox <laughs> and somebody else yes. went each other. That yes. was really bad because it was right at the end of the game. So everybody, you know, all the Mad Packer fans were pouring out of the stadium. Yeah. It was a, that was a mess. I think uh... – I think Maddox, he was having himself, you know, kind of nice of a game. He he was having a good season up to that point. I'm not really sure. I yeah. The second half. I don't watch too many Eagles games. Yeah. yeah. But the end of that game really kind of, you know, the beginning of this Packers season really just kind of, it kind of showed you how the rest of the season was going to go. This yeah. was the game that Devontae Adams got turf toe. And that, towards, yes. that was at the, that was towards the end of the fourth quarter. So, you know, next man up, the next man up was Darius Shepard. And three weeks later, he got cut. So that kind of tells you how that went. And yeah. the end of the game, I mean, really, I mean, the refs are pretty bad the whole time. There's screenshots of Eagles receivers getting interfered with. There's one, like, very iconic photo from that game of Marcus Valdez-Scantling just getting yep. Twice. absolutely shoved out of bounds. And then at the end there, there was a bit of, Okay, so when they teach defense to defensive backs and linebackers for goal line, you basically mm-hmm. have to, you know, I've obviously myself being a football veteran, kind of not really. <laughs> um, when they when they teach those guys to do what they do, you know, like, I mean, you basically just have to interfere with those guys on the goal line because you can't get them open, right? For, right, especially yeah. Especially against the Packers when you have Aaron Rodgers extending plays by five or six seconds, you know, just and like you being able to drop it into a bucket, you know. Exactly. And you got really big guys on the goal line like Jimmy Graham who, you know, for oh, whatever God. reason can't put two hands on a football and bring it yes, in. Yes, that's another thing. Jimmy Graham dropped like, what, two touchdown passes? He dropped two touchdowns like in a row on the same drive. And it was very, very, very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, pissed about, you know, the two no calls on uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Right. But we we should have won. We should have been winning this game. We we should have won that game. And you know, that I mean, the main you know takes that you get from that game was, you know, it was a very good game. I'm proud of my man. I I love a very big Carson Wentz fan. So yes, whenever you see yes. him, you know, Wisconsin boy. Whenever you see him, you know, go out there and get a victory in Lambeau Field. Because let's face it, I mean this. You know, this is one of the more iconic places, like when you're a kid dreaming of playing in the NFL, you want to mm-hmm. win in Lambeau, right? So, yeah. you know, whether you're wearing the jersey or not. And, you know, he got out that day. His, you know, they played a very good game, the Eagles, and they deserved yeah. to win because, you know, the Packer defense, just like it would the rest of the season, did not hold up its end of the bargain. Now, the next yeah. week was a very good week for us. And I, it, for all, for NFL fans everywhere, Everyone loves when the Cowboys get their ass whooped in their oh, own Oh, yes, yes. Oh, man. For some reason, I was thinking the next week was the Detroit game, but no, it was well, Cowboys and in, in Aaron's world. Fuck Jerry world. It's Aaron oh, world. I mean, whenever we go up in there, I feel like it's a, it's a home game. You see a lot of Packer fans. I mean, 
That That's true. Holds what, like 75,000 people? Something stupid like that, you yeah. You see a lot of Packer fans in there, man. They got a lot of Packer fans there in Texas, so... You know, mm-hmm. I always love going into Dallas. You know, there's a bunch of guys on Dallas I really like, like their offensive line. I mean, it's just one of the best in the league. And you're, you know, you're watching film of their line and just, you know, the one year where they go 13 and three and then lose to us in the divisional round. I mean, yep. their offensive line was one of the best ever. And you really oh, got to yes. appreciate that. Yes. And, you know, us being St. Louisans here on the 314 podcast, you know where we're at. <laughs> One of the members of the 314 went down there and was drafted very highly. And now oh, he's yes. dominating in backfields everywhere. Or, yes. You know, dominating front sevens everywhere. Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. We love him. Yes. Yes. I, I'm a big Zeke guy. People, people, too much unjustified hate towards Zeke. Zeke, you know, I mean, being how running backs are treated now in the NFL, you kind of got to, I mean, they're, you, you see him every now and again. And, you know, whenever Zeke is on stream, he's smoking a ball. I'm so faded. You know, they, that's okay. You know, if yeah. he gets random drug tests and he gets tested positive for whatever vitamins he was on, so be it. But Which you know, uh, they're not testing for those kind of vitamins anymore. Very, very happy we've, we've made some progress. Yes, it have been done yes. Because people's careers have been destroyed over that, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, okay, you have played high school football. This like, the the day after your game, you probably feel like you just got hit by a truck. I mean, the day that, like, you you go home afterwards from practice with a headache every day. I mean, that's what pe- a lot of people don't talk about, like, when you play football. I mean, practice yeah. is hard. Especially like, linemen. I, you're going head to head to with another, you know, right? Like huge um, dude. I remember who said it very well, even though this is a man you really do not appreciate. Mr. Colin Coward said, you know, <laughs> something about how, well, he was, he was comparing basketball and baseball to like football practices. Now football practice is hard. And that's true, man. Like, I, I mean, I can't say that I played, you know, those other sports at a, you know, high level as high as high school could be, I guess. Right. But like, it's just it's just not a fun time, especially when you're out there in full pads, getting hit all over the place. Like I have kind of bad ankles, so yep. that was, that was the thing I dealt with. You know, my back not the best, but hey, man, <laughs> not. I mean, it, it's just not a good time, and to see now that that guys get at least one little you know bonus thing that they can kind of slurp on during the week to make them not feel like mm-hmm. crap, because you hear stories like years ago of like you know guys going on like. You know, they, they before a game, oh, here's a couple shots of blah, blah, blah drug that we don't know what it does to you. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And another thing is instead of, okay, instead of smoking, you know, the good green vitamins, if you don't know what I'm talking about, move out of your rock you're living under because it's 2020, people smoke dope. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you know, these, you know, medical staff, they're giving them, you know, whatever kind of pills they're giving them for painkillers, imagine what they're doing to, you know, what those pills could do to your liver, your kidneys, you know, the important shit, right? Right. Like, you smoke, you know, you smoke some vitamins, you know, you get the giggles for like three hours and you're chilling, you know? And you don't remember that your back is sore, you don't, you're yes. not feeling that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. why, 
I, I it was discussed on the Pat McAfee show that, you know, they do mm-hmm. tests before training camp and then you're good for the whole camp. And, you yes. know, coaches and other players would congratulate the players that, you know, pass their <laughs> tests early because then they could go and do all these other things, you know. Yeah. Uh, before we, you know, move past the marijuana topic we're talking about, <laughs> uh, I remember freshman year, you know, I'm going to school, you know, super early in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was April 20th. Oh. And I was fo- I followed Bleacher Report at the time. And I, I still do. But on their story, you know, they were talking, you know, it was an interview with like four veteran football players, you know, and they're having a smoke sesh and saying why, you know, marijuana and football can you know, coincide really. They go hand in hand, baby. Yes, go look it up on the the YouTube. It's you know, even if you're not a pot smoker, I've never smoked pot, but like, I mean, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, who was it? Who was that player that came out after retirement and said they were high for every game? Was it that Percy Harvin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and who's the guy? Uh, that got stabbed. Terrell Pryor. Yes. Yeah, and, of course, you know, Flash Gordon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wonder, right. wonder how he's going to turn out. A lot of Packers fans, you know. Oh, now that, I, I am 100% on the Josh Gordon train. I would love to see him in a Packers uniform if the season still is planning on, you know, happening. Yeah, especially with bunches of funches oh, opting out. That really, that really hurt me. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next week here. All right, no, 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 week five. We still have oh, something yes. to speak on. Oh, Dak yeah. Prescott may have had one of his worst career games. This is where the Packers defense really showed up. And the one thing that not a lot of people realize is every time we got a turnover this year, we were like 9-1. and one. Just like to yeah. point that out. I mean, Packers aren't known for their defense. Until now. Yeah. Next okay. week versus the Lions. <laughs> Yes, the oh, controversial boy. game. Very controversial indeed. Uh, I saw a stat if, let's say, the average football game the Lions played was on average 10 minutes shorter, they win like 10 games or something crazy. Yeah, it, they. I'm pretty sure if they kept like half of their leads or something, or like all their leads like up until the fourth quarter, they went like 10 and 6 or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, crazy Which stuff. Which is very bad. <laughs> right. I mean, what are you doing down there in Detroit, man? And for, you know, Matt Patricia, the man with, you know, the beard, the hat, the pencil. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from the Belichick coaching tree, a defensive guy, sport. blowing fourth quarter leads? That can't happen. Like, okay, yes, the talent on that Detroit defense, not too hot, but... Still got to – I mean, you're a defensive guy. That's your – that's your uh, uh, cup that's of tea, I guess. And and what what goes on in that game is, you know, I mean, just again, this is the game without Devontae Adams. You know, they're running the football early in the game. Aaron Jones drops a gimme touchdown that probably I wouldn't have caught. But, you know, like it was – it's okay, Aaron Jones. I mean, you got like 20 I mean, he, touchdowns. He was, our se- he's, he was our second best receiver. Just let that yeah. sink in. <laughs> so, 
going into that game, you know, in the offseason, Matt Patricia, you know, being a guy from New England, and we see it now with Brian Flores down in uh, Miami, he brings a lot of his own guys. And you see this with, like, coaches mm-hmm. that will move around, especially a good, a very good example of this is, like, when Pete Carroll came into the NFL. People oh, don't yeah. really realize it, but he, he in his, like, first three years had some of the best drafts because, you know, he's scouting these kids from high school, and he can get yeah. seventh-round gems, like, by a drop of a like a penny and that's how you get guys like freaking cam chancellor cam chancellor exactly hall of fame guys and some of guys size you know cam gone too early he didn't die but his neck did unfortunately you know i mean going into this game like i said like one of the guys he brought over was you know the trey flowers who yeah you know jamie collins you know in free agency this year they brought in like three like New England people. Then they have Danny kind of, yeah, Amendola. Yeah, former St. Louis Rams. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, going into the fourth quarter, that game was not looking good for the Pack. Trey no. Flowers decided to, you know, he decided to give us a couple of gimmies there. But did he really? Probably not. I don't really I mean, know how the rule works. Because they were so, discussing it, that was like, oh, it's anywhere in, like, the fucking head or neck, right? Yeah, the head or neck, yep. Yeah, so a lot of people were like, oh, he, like, touched the bottom of his face mask. And, I mean, for these refs, you got to feel for them, right? Because the refs, you know, as much yeah. as we like to hate on them, as much as, like, I hate on them, they're people, too, and everyone makes yeah. mistakes. I mean, I mean, two mistakes in the same call in a row. I mean, just speaking from, like, an NFL football fan, I mean – one of those was, like, in my opinion, at least clearly not happening. The other one, you can make a case. And I yeah. think, like, sometimes before these games happen, refs will get together and be like, okay, we're not going to call holding here, right? We're going to let them fight it out. We're not going to call pass interference here. But we're going to be really mm. strict on these, you know, head penalties, right? Which is, yeah. you know, probably not what happened. But, you know, some refs probably have, like, you know, things they like to call more than others. I don't know. Yeah. No one can really, you know – I mean, I, I can't complain with the win. I mean, Money Mason, you know, mm-hmm. just had to bang her through. And, yeah, yeah man, good win yeah. at home. What was that, I, like a Monday Night Football or something? Monday Night Football. Boog was calling it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he was so upset with the face of face call. I mean, I mean, he was, he was you know, vocalized. Yeah, a defensive I mean, guy. I always, I always think it's funny whenever, like, um, commentators get to like, you know, kind of dog on the refs or be upset yeah. or disagree with something because, you know, I, you always wonder like, oh, can they even really like do that? You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. hey, man, going on to the next week versus the Oakland Raiders, I had the pleasure of attending this game at Lambeau Field. Yeah, lucky. I was, I was very, I was very lucky to you know end up there, and it was honestly a very good. I got very lucky going to this game because up to this point. You would. This was really. I mean, all year up to this point, this was probably our best offensive performance during the whole year. I think Aaron Rodgers had like five touchdown passes or something. Yep, he so was. Like he that. was like three in the MVP race at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the first time in Packers history that somebody had finished with a perfect passer rating. So yeah. I mean, that was that was really by by the most efficient passer in league history. By the way. Yeah, just just pointing that out there. Yeah. You know. You know, not that that's pretty hard to do, but you know, Aaron Rodgers does it week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, not really much to say about this game. I mean, putting up these kind of numbers without Devontae Adams just goes to show how 
you know, mm-hmm. the Raiders defense really wasn't, you know, putting in the putting in the work there. I mean, yeah. uh, up to this point also, we really got to see that the Packers tight end coverage was pretty bad. Like I remember oh, yeah, know, Waller. the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, Dallas, I mean, Darren Waller had one of like the best fantasy performances up to this yes. point. Yes. I mean, I mean, gosh. So if you're playing whenever you're playing the Packers in fantasy, even next year, like I'm that's what the reason we there was a couple guys on the roster that we had specifically, I think, to cover tight ends and I forget yep. their name, but I think one was uh, Raven guy. Green. Yeah, and Raven Green. That guy did not even play all season. They activated him for the playoff game. Didn't play, though. Yeah. I remember everyone was like, yeah, this Raven Green guy is going to you know, cover Kittle. He's going to love Kittle. Let, let's see it. And Jimmy G throws, you know, like eight times. Yeah, you, you see him on the sideline wearing a shirt and pants, man. Yeah. Kind of I mean, at what point do you just say, all right, every single person in the box, if we lose to Jimmy Garoppolo throwing – 30 times a game, then so be it. But if you just got to hand it off to Raheem Mostert, who now thinks he's Barry Sanders and <laughs> request trade, and then I think they worked out the contract. So I they think did. Say, yeah. I mean, I mean, the 49ers were kind of being, you know, tight, you know, mm-hmm. on the books. I mean, all he wanted was a $2 million raise. That's all he wanted. <laughs> yeah, moving on to the next week. This This was a very scary game. Which all right, so we just this finished the, the pro- Chiefs. Oh yeah, okay. Scared. Not that it was Aaron Rodgers' fault or anything. I mean, this guy, some of the throws he made during that game were just you know classic A Rod. Uh huh. But who who was starting for the Chiefs that game? It was uh, Matt, Matt Moore. Moore right? Yeah. The fact that Matt Moore almost outdueled Aaron Rodgers because of the way our defense was playing. I mean, keep in mind. You know, we're still playing against the second-best tight end in the NFL. Very Which, there, I think. Yeah. I mean, here's here's my take on the tight end thing. I think okay. Kelsey Kelsey's still the best tight end as of right now by, like, narrow, like as thin as a paper. Right. But after this year, it's all George Kittle. <laughs> yeah. The, my opinion on that is, I mean, you I, – I watch, you know, George Kittle play – I mean, this guy, you know, coming from a former oh my lineman, gosh. I really appreciate the things he does in the run blocking. Because yeah. you'll watch specifically his playoff game versus the Vikings. He's he's pancaking every yes. Like, he, he's doing a great job blocking. He loves the block. You see yeah. that one I, – like, I forget this one play. But he, like, pancakes this guy in the end zone and he flips And he's over laughing. And yeah, and the camera pans on him and he's laughing. That's that's great. And I don't really see Travis Kelsey blocking like that. No, I, I don't think Travis Kelsey blocks. Yeah, so that's I, that's I think just that's uh, Anthony Sherman's job. Oh yeah, but yeah, man. This game was tough, especially when you're trying to cover Tyreek Hill and him. Yeah, I mean, golly, and then Damian Williams. And, I don't know how well he did that game. And Hardman, who's just another Ferrari. Oh, Rico Hardman is he is dangerous, man. Yeah. Absolutely dangerous. Just fast. Yeah. Let's get yeah. through the rest of these games so we can get yeah, into yeah. a juicy conversation. Oh, yeah. Chargers, that was just, you know, we came oh. out flat after our bye. <laughs> Stuck yeah. it up. We That's always do shit off a of bye, usually. I know. You know, you know, with a brand new coach, I'm not really surprised that that happened, but I was definitely hoping for a different outcome there. Yeah. And then uh, Panthers, close game, CMC. I started him in fantasy, like I said. So did I. Time. 
Always start your running backs for a screen day. And then, sadly, the next week after that, we'll touch on this a little bit. Oh, no. Played the San Francisco 49ers. I remember where I was when this game started. I was at my job at Papa John's. No longer work there. But I remember, you know, the game started and I was about to leave. But the one thing that I heard up to that point was that Aaron Rodgers has been strip sacked and the ball had been in the 49ers hands. I believe that was on the first drive of the game. I could be wrong because I missed the first half, obviously. But you know, I don't I remember. Down. I don't remember I much down. of that game. Just pain. Yeah, I came home and we were down by twenty points at halftime. Yeah. And we didn't have, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that I'm pretty sure this was three games into Devontae Adams being back, and I think this game, you know, he scored his first touchdown and then got a two. Yeah. But yeah, and then after that, Giants cleaned him up. Mercedes Lewis caught his first touchdown as a Packer. Next week uh, was Washington. You know, just another thing about uh, Mercedes Lewis. That's Aaron Rodgers' only touchdown to a first-round receiver. Just, just a little note. <laughs> that and that and that is a. We'll get into that after this when we get to the draft because Ooh. we got a lot to talk about. Man. Then Bears versus Packers, classic Lambo duel. Then the Vikings. This I'm pretty sure this is probably my favorite game all year. When we go into yes, into for sure my favorite. House, Zadarius Smith does what he does best. Three sacks. I mean, oh my God. What what oh, more could you ask for? That the first two drives on offense, though, like Ooh, I thought we were gonna lose that game. I, was I, that? Dude, it was an Aaron Jones fumble, right? Aaron Jones fumble and then someone else. Yeah. Devontae. Else. Devontae almost fumbled it. Yes. Yeah. I, I he might have actually like fumbled. He might have fumbled it. I think we got I'm pretty sure he did. It's the it's the fucking classic uh Zimmer like punch, you know, peanut tillman yeah. type shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and you know, we ended up, you know, closing out that game. I think uh Devontae scored and Aaron Jones, you know, has an yeah. Aaron Jones type of day. And Week you know, b- before we move on to that, yeah. Vikings fans, fuck you. Yeah, fuck All the right, Vikings. <laughs> Anyways, and we we have to feel bad for this fan base because you know this this was the last oh, yeah. time they saw yeah. their team, right? Mm-hmm. I remember watching. I'm literally sitting in the same place where I watched this game. It was very frustrating because this game meant a first round bye and a playoff game at home versus the you know oh my gosh Eagles could have been the Seahawks up to that point probably, but we didn't really know that yet. But going into this game, we're thinking, all right, we got the Lions. You know, the Saints have to play the Panthers. We have the much better matchup there. You the know, Saints no, are blowing out the Panthers. Yeah, and no I Matty mean, Stafford either for Detroit. Yeah, we're, we're probably playing against Jeff Driscoll or some shit. Uh, David Blau. David Blau, that's right. So we go into this game, and we get down early. Very early. Uh-huh. Right? And, Dang. you know... Just some magic happened, basically. I mean, and we, we basically saw deja vu from, you know, week, what was that? I don't even remember. Six? Yeah, probably week six. And, you know, freaking Maddie, or I mean Maddie. Money Mason. Money Mason. Aaron Rodgers heroics. Kicks it through. No football next week for the Packers, right? Yeah. And then after that. We get the Seahawks in our house. Yes. First time. It was like the first playoff game in Lambeau in like five years or some stupid crazy like that. In a long time. And you yeah. know what? 
too that long. Was, that was a very frustrating game, and I know we hate on Jimmy Graham a lot, but yeah, he whew. he showed up for that game. He showed up for that game. Thank you, Jimmy G. But yeah. you know that's all we wanted you for. And then you know <laughs> not not to touch on that game, but in my opinion, probably the second best quarterback in the NFL. I I agree. Truly, Dane Russ, my second favorite quarterback in the league. You know, Wisconsin Badger. Mm-hmm. He Badger, he Badger. played a very good game, you know, and with the yeah. supported cast he did, especially there in week uh, seventeen, I believe it was for the division. Uh, they played the 49ers. Forty Niners by. It was by inches. It was inches. by centimeters. We were the one seed. If someone yeah. could break the plane, right. But yeah, then the next week, uh, whew, I remember going to this game. A funny story, actually. So, <laughs> the leading up to this week, I went to the gym and I was wearing like a Packers hoodie or something. And some guy asked me in the locker room, do you actually think they're going to win? And I, I thought about it. I really did. And I said, I think I think that they have a good chance. You know, I, I had the same attitude. So yeah. So, we went in that game, you know. It was it was it was very frustrating to start. Like I I get oh, very yeah. like emotional when I watch these games. You know I get. Oh, I, I I agree. I threw a remote across the room. I I was very upset. You know I'm watching this with my my mom and my dad. You know? <laughs> they I mean I the last time I think I was this upset at a Packer game was probably like, I mean a couple Ooh. weeks prior when we were down the lines was pretty frustrating. But I remember yeah two years ago I think it was two years ago when we played the Bears. The Aaron Rodgers knee cart game where we came back and won. I was oh my know, gosh, that's, that's coming off the uh, collarbone, right? So yeah, Rodgers, are you done for the season, man? I remember Collinsworth and Al Michaels are like, that's a sight you don't want to see, and I pooped my pants right then. And then. Yeah, because I saw he was holding his knee, and you know, you remember when Jordy Nelson tore his ACL in the yes, years in ago, the fucking preseason. Yeah, that's something you don't want to see, man. I mean, yeah, this game was very frustrating. I mean, the box score is thirty-seven to twenty, but it really felt like thirty-seven to nothing because, I mean, the way we played, we we got our points in garbage time too. So yeah, and I think this this game literally just hey, front office, let's draft some linebackers, let's draft some defense. Bingo, one hundred and eighty-six yards, I believe, before contact it was before contact. Yeah, on top of like. Almost 300 rushing yards total, which is that's just bad. And we, I think we Jimmy looked Garoppolo, like yeah, we looked Jimmy like Garoppolo the Kansas Jayhawk defense. Oh, dude, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo probably attempted like five passes that game. Probably completed Eight. like four of them. Yeah. Owie. And that was the cat tour season. And that's the last you know Green Bay football that we can watch. Unfortunately, I I that night and the week 17 game against Detroit. I indulged an unhealthy amount of Pizza Hut. That was that was very that was a very sad night. I don't blame you. Yeah, I I like turned it off and I went to my room. I was like, "Well, we fucking lost." And it's like, "Hold up, if we win, it's super sweet, and we're going to the bowl." Right. But if we lose, this is the last time we're watching Packer football for you know months. So I'm like, little did so we I, know what was about to happen. Right? Yeah, and I get my sorry ass back on the couch and just continue to eat. Yeah, that, that's something that a lot of, of people like ask me about whenever I'm watching like a Packer game or something, and like 
the Packers are just absolutely getting fucked. Uh-huh. They're like, why don't you just stop watching? And it's like, sorry. It ain't, it ain't like that, man, you know? Yeah, and like, especially with, you know, Rodgers being, you know, just... I mean, that was you, you got to cherish every snap. Right. All right, should we move on to the first round of the NFL draft? Oh, let's, let's do the whole draft. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so... I remember this for this was like one of the first rounds that I was extremely excited for, right? Because we have I agree. We have three quarterbacks. We obviously know where one was going, like for sure. But yes. then there was other teams that's like, ooh, so and so might trade up for Tua, you know, because you Detroit. have a, you or have maybe like, Detroit takes them at three. Exactly. You had so many teams, right? And then you had, you know, the Washington Football Club at number two, right? They could easily trade it out of there, got a couple draft picks, because their team is just the worst. It is terrible, right? So, yeah, I mean, but I was so disappointing. Like, it was so disappointing watching the first ten picks, because I, like, went, like, eight for ten in picks. Like, whenever that happens, it was so boring. Like, it literally literally went Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff like. Any mock draft ever could have like predicted this, and that was that was kind well. Of I mean, no one, no one predicted. I think you were the only one I know who said Andrew Thomas to New York Giants. A lot of people thought he was a safe choice, and I, I mean, he definitely has the highest floor. Yeah, out of all the tackles. But a lot of people, a lot of people liked him a lot, and I saw some reports of saying like New York liked him, so that's why I did that. But it's a Gettleman pick. But a good pick. pick. Yeah. But, uh, and you know, Simmons first, going to Arizona was another crazy. That, that was something I didn't expect. So when we got past the sixth pick, Justin Herbert, who I'm going to touch on in a second, but it went Derek Brown and then Isaiah Thomas. Nobody thought that, right? Yeah. Everyone thought it was going to be the opposite, right? Or, you know, like what I thought, I think my mock went Isaiah to um, – to Carolina, and then a lineman to go to uh, the Cards. And then yeah. I think, you know, Jacksonville would have picked up Derek Brown or went with C.J. Henderson. It, it definitely could have shaken out like that. That's It definitely, yeah. But then, you know, I, I thought it was cool that, you know, the Cardinals kind of just said, hey, man, this guy could probably be, like, the next just, Ryan Shazier if he didn't get hurt. Like, let's just go up and take him instead he, of getting a lineman. He's line just so play. unique. He's You've never seen anything like him, and now no. like, I can't wait to watch him play. Like no, I he is fun. Clemson, it's insane what this guy was able to do. But then yeah. CJ Henderson, this guy like floated up draft boards pretty late there, and he's yeah. actually a very good player. I mean, he doesn't really have to move very far since he was drafted, you know, by Jackson. Yep. Just has to mm-hmm. Drive a couple hours and bam, new home. Yeah, he played in the same stadium where you know the dogs beat down on the Gators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, then moving on, you got a couple linemen coming off the board, Jerick Willis, Makai Becton, who a lot of people didn't really like after he had a great combine, but then it came out yeah. like, oh, this guy was smoking vitamins. And, you know, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and then much to my surprise, the first was a wide receiver off the board. Yeah, yes. What I... was that about, man? I think if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you're saying, thank God. You know, they can't draft. <laughs> right. 
Because that's a that's a very Raiders pick. When that happened, I was like, of course the Raiders would pick him. You know, go fast. Right. Okay. Then the next the next couple of picks were very good, and then the rich get richer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when that trade happened when the uh, when the Forty Niners traded. I forget who it was. The Force Buckner. Yeah, they traded the Force Buckner for the fourteenth pick, which you know that was actually kind of disappointing because that was the Colts pick, and a lot of people were like. What if one of these quarterbacks falls, right? Or would they take Jordan I, Love? I, I, I was thinking they would take Jordan Love because, yeah. I mean, everyone you – know, we'll get into Jay Love in a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're a Broncos fan, very good day so far. Yeah, very good day for Best Broncos receiver fans. in the draft. Yes. Then AJ, this was a bit of a reach after that. It was A.J. Terrell uh, to the yeah. Falcons. That was a bit weird. And but then, they, they need defense, so, I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah, and actually a couple of picks later, I was even more confused. But right after that, you know, kind of a, a punch to the stomach to football fans everywhere, the Cowboys getting C.D. Lamb. Kind yeah. of kind of sad because now he's going to be hated on for the rest of his career. Yeah, which, like, yeah, I guess it's the cool thing to, you know, shit on the Cowboys and their players. But, like, people, like, admit it. Dak's a top 10 quarterback. I don't think he's, like, in the top half of the top 10. I think he's ten through eight. He, yeah, I, I, am not a, I'm not a Dak Prescott hater. I think he should get paid, and he definitely yeah. deserves some money. I definitely I think, think he should be paid in like the twenty five, thirty million range. Oh, for sure. But then after that, you have Austin Jackson, who's a good tackle. He's just pretty raw. Probably not the eighteenth overall pick, but you never know. It was the big four, the big four tackles, and then everyone yeah. else. Yeah. And then very, 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 very weird selection here. I don't think anybody could have predicted that they would go this route. You know, they oh, wanted Arnett. to build a very good practice squad. Right. Yeah. So they needed, yeah. to, you know, somebody to guard this very fast guy in practice. And they picked up Damon Arnett from Ohio State. Like, he's the corner that you don't know about because of Jeff Okuda, right? Because of Free Hefe. Yeah. That, that was pretty weird. Then after that, it kind of went pretty good, and then the Vikings took Justin Jefferson, which was you know, pretty sad to see, man. Apparently, Rodgers came out on that podcast, and he's like, yeah, I like that Justin Jefferson kid. Yeah, he, he was talking about that. He was like, oh, I really like Justin Jefferson. Brandon Ayuk was good. I really liked watching T. Higgins, you know? And yeah, that was pretty sad, right? Didn't he go mm-hmm. on the Pat McAfee show right before the draft and said, yes. oh, we haven't had a first-round receiver or whatever and like – Or not a first-round player since me. Right, yeah. All right, then after that it was Kenneth Murray, which, you know, was one of – I know – I wanted him. I wanted him. Then some linemen go off the board. The rich get richer, and then what I mean by that is Brandon Ayuk, you know. Oh, yeah, to uh, Shanahan. And of Shanahan, and then we're sitting in our we're sitting in our seats. We're watching the draft, and then a very goody thing happens. The Packers have traded up to the twenty sixth spot, and I I was I remember I was shaken when this happened. Right, I was I was yes. I was like, what could they possibly be trading up to get? Right, because Patrick. My first thought, Patrick Quinn. That's what I thought. Right, but that's somebody you could possibly wait till thirty, but probably not. So in my mind, with like a minute left to go before they announce pick, I'm like, that's that's who they're getting. And I was watching the draft with some of my friends, you know, uh-huh. and 
I remember it was like we were all in Discord or whatever, and then I right. hear somebody whisper into my ear. I think it was my buddy, my good buddy Xander. He says Jordan Love, and I, I that just that just sunk to me. And then when I saw the name go across the board and Roger Goodell say it, I sunk in my chair to the floor. I'm not yeah. even. Joking. No, I. My heart dropped. That that was a very rough night. Yeah. For Packer fans everywhere. And that, I mean, the selection at the time, I remember being extremely upset about it, not only because we took a quarterback in the first round. And traded we, up. Yeah, when we were one game away from the Super Bowl, but we traded up to get him. And I think it was traded up for a third or a fourth round pick. I believe it was. Fourth. Yeah, or, yeah, because we had double fourths that draft. Mm. I was pretty upset because, like, you know, obviously a lot of receivers have been taken on day one. And, you know, this is a pretty deep draft. Deep, historically so, deep, yes. Yeah, so we needed, you know, those fourth-round picks. But, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things now, like, what is that fourth-round pick, right? I mean, I mean, a fourth-round pick for us a couple of years ago was um the receiver out of Mizzou. What was that guy's name? Jamon Moore. Yeah, Jamon Moore. And what's he doing now? Is with the Browns. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I was that, another thing, I was so excited for Jamon Moore. And yeah, I was too. looking at our receiving core now, it's like, why the hell would we cut him? Like we're it's not like we're paying him, you know, star receiver money. Yeah. I mean he can't be any worse than fucking I don't know. Yeah, it was it was just that one draft that we drafted all the receivers. All but, the I mean, receivers. This, this pick was literally like the story of the night. Nobody would shut up about oh Packers. for two I mean, weeks for good reason for good reason, right? Like yeah. it was it was the only oddball pick outside of Arnett and everyone. I mean, I Raiders' mean, reach is going to be trademarked. So, I mean, when this happened, I can't like I I don't know like what was going through my head. I was sitting there in my chair with my cheese head on, just <laughs> ready to, because I was, this was like, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a first round. Oh yeah, Probably, I agree. I might've been more excited for last year because, you know, we had the 12th overall pick, you know, we normally don't have that high of draft picks, but yeah. as a football fan, I love watching the first round just because I think it's cool. Cause you get to see all these guys in college and then, you know, yeah. they drafted their team or whatever, right? But yeah, and they put on the hat and yeah, and it's all that. Thing. Yeah, this year would have been really cool for the draft. And I actually have, I I have a conspiracy theory on to why they picked Jordan Love, but I'll get into that in a minute. Oh but like, lord! This year I was so excited for the draft because it was going to be all cool. I and I agree. Hits. Yeah, it was going to be awesome. I mean, I mean. When you look at that team, it's like, yeah, we really need a new quarterback. Like, fuck no. Yeah. You're talking about <laughs> we need so, someone who can stop the run. Yeah. So the <laughs> or reason catch a I pass. Think, so the reason I act, you know, I'm just gonna say the reason I know we picked Jordan Love, I mean, it's just shitty timing, man. I mean, you can't I agree at all on the um well what I'm about to say is that I think the reason we took him was because of the quarantine and all this other crap. You know what I'm talking about? So before the draft, it was kind of talked about after the Jordan Love pick that, you know, you can't really like talk to all these players that you would at the combine because that part of the combine was kind of like, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 It was limited. 
Right. So whenever, you know, the Packers are interviewing everybody, like who, who have you interviewed up to this point that's still on the board? Like what you can interview T Higgins who, uh, you know, I think we, we interviewed Mims. Yeah. You can interview Mims who you can get at the top of the second round. We were one pick away from getting, you could, yeah, you we were three Patrick queen. And we just spent all this money on um, Christian Kirksey, you know, who I, in my opinion, I think if he's healthy, it's an upgrade over Blake. I agree. So, you know, you really just have Patrick Queen on the board. And to, to face facts, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, I miss the Aaron Rodgers that can make things happen without Jordy Nelson. I miss the Aaron Rodgers that can air it out to Jeff Janice and win a playoff game. And oh. we just can't do that with this receiving core. And we can't – and Aaron Rodgers is getting to that age like – He's just now coming out of out of his prime, which is fine. Which is, you know, I don't want to compare. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not orders, like so. Um, yeah, I'll let you go on. I'll, I so gotta stop my rant for a second. No, you're you're fine. <laughs> so, the quarterback, like, y- you can be a quarterback in the NFL if you're good enough. You can play till you're 43, like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And yes, Tom Brady has declined. But he's not, he's not the worst quarterback in the league. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still better than Pat, Tom Brady right now. So, by, very, by very far. Yeah. So, and everyone's like, Aaron Rodgers is 36 right now. Okay. I mean, Cowherd today was like, how come Aaron Rodgers, he aged so fast? Like, feels like, you know. Tom Brady was in, you know, won his first Super Bowl when LeBron James was a junior in high school. It's like, hey, dipshit, he sat behind Brett Favre for four years. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> and yeah. he missed two years to injury. Yeah, oh, that's dude. that's something that's weird, man. So Aaron Rodgers comes back from his collarbone, and in the mm-hmm. very first regular season game that he plays, knee injury. He goes out, right? Khalil mm-hmm. Mack picks six on – I believe it was Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun sure Kaiser. Yeah, I think at that point we already shipped out uh, – what's his name? The old backup that's in Arizona now. I forget his name. Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley, that's right. The GOAT. Yep. And, uh, you know, up to this point, right, you've kind of seen – I mean, that last season that we played that, you know, got us the 12th overall pick. And then after that was just – I mean, it was just rough. I mean – Aaron Rodgers was playing, but he was playing at like 70% the whole season because, you know, what is he going to do? What are we going to do? Put in Tim Boyle? Put in Deshaun Kaiser? No. No. And, and that's how you get a and, there, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did come out saying like what it was like his knee was like half broken or some shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And when people were like, oh, he had the most throwaways, it's like, okay, he played on a fucking broken knee. <laughs> Right, Tom. Br- Tom Brady was healthy, and he threw the more this year. Yeah. So the yeah, I think the reason that we ended up drafting Jordan Love is because of, like the quarantine or whatever. But you know, because I mean, apparently, you know, they really like Jordan Love, and I frankly, you know, today as a Packers fan, I am very excited for the future. Even I am, I am too. It's going to be very emotional, you know, and how many more years Aaron Rodgers will play because I think Aaron Rodgers is nothing but extremely right in that interview. They traded up to get him. They want him to play. Oh, he's been, I mean, he's, he's 
saying it like it is. He's like, right. I mean, they, they took quarterback in the first round. They traded up. I mean, Jordan Love is insanely talented. I remember yes. so going into this draft, we obviously knew who like the top two quarterbacks were. Yeah, Herbert. And I, would put, I honestly, the way I would rank the quarterbacks going into the draft, you know, Joe one, two a two, just because you know you can kind of interchange the two based off what you want. But yeah. like Joe Burrow, like I mean, he was spectacular just last year. But mm-hmm. Tua is extremely talented, right? Yeah, he's we'll we'll touch on natural minute, natural right? thrower of the football. It's amazing. And the only um, – I think the only uh, thing that people want to take away from Joe Burrow is that, you know, he, he only had one season of success. But, yeah. you know, that's that's whatever, right? I mean, that's what happens when you play at a super competitive school. Right. So, the way you would kind of – I think, in my opinion, the one quarterback I really did not like from this draft, and I think you've, I've already told you about this, is Mr. Oregon himself. Mr. Mr. 4.0 GPA. There was you know. a statistic that came out after the season. You know, I already had bad blood with this man because my, you know, my team freaking played them in the Rose Bowl. And we got yeah. smacked up by him. You know, Jonathan Taylor's last game as a Badger. It was kind and of a game. And the Badger defense looked like, I mean, they made Herbert look like Raheem Mostert. I know. And that was one thing that I didn't like. And it was actually specifically that game that made me want to go back and watch some of his other games. And you really see it. Like, this guy has arm strength and crap, but he's really not an accurate passer. And there was some guy that went out, you know, he watches all of his plays, like one of these wannabe scout guys. And he's like, hey, man, this guy attempted like like X amount of passes and 180 of them were screens. So that really spoke a lot to me. And I remember during the Wisconsin game, which was, you know, like the second or third full Justin Herbert game I'd watched. I mean, this guy, this guy looked like a tall running back because of how much he couldn't throw the football. I mean, it was insane. I, the three touchdowns they had that day were him running it in. I mean, it was crazy, man. Wow. Not much love for good old Justin. I mean, I mean, the kid's, like, great, but I don't think he's sixth overall. Or what did he go, fifth, sixth, something sixth. like that. Yeah. Definitely not worth the sixth overall pick. And, then you know, a lot of people, you know, back going, like, to the rankings, it was, like, you know, Joe 1, Burrow 2. And then I would put – I mean, fuck me. You know, Joe 1, 2 or 2. And then, um, you know, Jordan Love at 3. Because you go and watch Jordan Love play, even if it's, like, against – no, Utah State. The school of deaf and blind. <laughs> right, yeah. But he, you know, he plays against, like, Brigham Young a couple of times. He plays, you know, it's not, like, the highest tier of competition, but. Right. You don't Nevada, need to Las play. Vegas. Exactly. You don't need to be playing that top tier to know that a guy's, like, crazy talented. Oh, no, like, I, I 100% agree. Cowherd made this point. Uh, look at the playoff quarterbacks. Uh, from last season, yeah, North Dakota State, uh, NC State, Wisconsin, Cal, uh, I already said North Dakota, Texas Tech, Eastern Illinois, you know, State University. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, where did Jimmy Garoppolo go to school? And he went to the second round to the Patriots, who and you know saw past that small school stuff. Like they, and this year they took a Division two safety in the second round. I mean, that just I mean, goes to show that you know it's a Bill Belichick pick 
I mean, what you put on tape is what you put on tape. It doesn't matter who you're going against. I mean, if you're right. going against five-year-olds, obviously, <laughs> you know, there's that. But, I mean, finishing out the first round, you just – it's how you thought it would go. Just, you yeah. know, just running backs, going at the end there, running back. I, I think they reached on Edward Zeller. I mean, they're kissing their lucky stars now that uh, Damon Williams is opting out. So, or if you're a fan he of is. Or yeah, for you're a fantasy owner, man. Go get Edward after Edward Yeah, I I mean, if they wanted a pass catching running back, they should have gotten DeAndre Swift. But oh, I I completely agree. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then I, moving I think past. I, I like before we get past that, I was in love with the Indianapolis Colts draft. Me too. Like Pittman, and uh, my, my JT. Man. My baby, boy. like in the second round, and you didn't have. I mean, come on now, like, yeah. They... Let's, let's. So, I think me and you both watched the entire draft of the Packers. That's the first time I've ever done that. I mean, usually yeah. you would kind of pay attention to day three, yeah. but you're not really watching day three. Yeah, you're like, just looking at the Instagram, like, all right, who's you know? Yeah, who's being drafted, right? Yeah. So, I remember going into day two. I'm like. I, you know, I needed to remind myself that, hey, man, look at who's still available. We have T. Higgins. We got Denzel mm-hmm. Mims. I think Mims was, like, my favorite going into the draft. He's not really anymore just because, you know, he went to the Jet, and I'm yeah. not too high on him. But uh, Jets are bad. Yeah. And, I think, uh, I don't know, Darnold, it's like drinking warm milk with Mar- with Sam Darnold. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I loved Sam Darnold when he came out of school, but I think we've I agree. Seen that, you know, hey man, I think if they can, you know, if they can solve their line issue, I think the offense can show flashes. Yeah, if he, but if when he you when you cut the the winter, the you know, the winter guy who was the guard. Yeah, I was kind of confused by that. I mean, and they got just, the Mizzou made somebody else, right? I yeah, think Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. They got the Mizzou made uh, Connor McGovern from Denver, which yep. why is Denver giving up linemen? Their line was kind of shaky last year. Yeah. Uh, with Garrett Bowles. <laughs> what a bust, am I right? I mean, they drafted, Dude. you know, when you're drafting and a first round guy at age 25, you're expecting him yes. to dominate, right? I, I, looked, I looked him up. I was like, holy shit, he's 27 years old. <laughs> yeah, like. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, but that's besides the point. I mean, yeah, you remember going into day two, right? We, we oh, thought that it could only go up, right? I I agree. I was, you know, I was like, all right, Jordan Love, whatever, you know, we'll punt this pick, you know, four years in the future, and right, you know, we'll be. What was you know what was funny about um before the draft is you look at all these mock drafts. And you're scrolling to the fifth and seventh round and the sixth round, the fourth round. Do you know what name I saw flying around there? Please tell me. The our nice second round pick running back. Oh. Yes. You know, like people really we weren't really high on this guy. And you know, you see the second round running backs that are going before him, obviously the best running back in the draft, in my humble opinion, Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> you know. We got Mr. Swift from Georgia. In the Dallas. division, I yeah. I cry every time. <laughs> yeah. And, and like there's still quality guys going in the second round, like Cam Akers. Exactly. 
And then you, I mean, I'm happy that AJ Dillon's on the Packers now. You know, I'm excited for to watch him this year. You know, the limited amount that we will. Sort of like yeah. Dexter Williams, we only saw him probably get like two on snaps. The field of, like, yeah, exactly right. Uh, I don't like. I love Jamal Williams. You know, but, but this is his last year. This is his last year. But like Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones on their contract. I mean, and with the drafting of AJ Dillon, I mean the writing's all the wall on the wall. I think Jamal Williams is going to be elsewhere. Yeah, but if you're Matt Lafleur, you know if we were to pay Aaron Jones right now, which I think we should, because. You know, next year's free agency, and I certainly like hope that. they will. But we also gotta get Kenny Clark on a deal. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather sign first? I think the yeah, I think that's pretty obvious there. But yeah, I'd I'd pick Kenny Clark. You know, love to resign. We love my man Kenny, man. Yeah, such a such an underrated player. He is. But yeah, going into like day two, we take him, and it's like, oh my god. I thought this couldn't get any worse. Oh, oh, it does. Third, yeah, you go into the third round, and finally they address the position of need. They took a linebacker from Minnesota. I forget what that guy's name was, but Kamal man. Martin, my yeah, favorite Kamal pick. Martin. And then you're going into you know day four, day four, day three, and you're like, oh, all the receivers are off the board. We got like one Michigan guy on here. Yeah, and like, yeah. You go into that um, that day. I mean, I was just – I was so unenthused because, like, yeah. before, like, you know, pick – you know, Bengals are on the clock with the number one overall pick. I'm, like, pumped. I'm at the end. And then – and – I, yeah. I was just so disappointed up to that point. That's why I think I did watch the whole draft, you know, because – you get into day three and you're like, all right, let's get some guys. There were yeah. there were quality guys on day three too, especially there for wanting a receiver. Yeah. So you get I to mean, day three and who goes off the board first for the Packers? I'm pretty sure it was a lineman from Michigan who actually is pretty good. Oh, Runyon? Yeah, he's actually a very good guard. And hopefully he'll, you know, eventually replace the overpaid Billy Turner. But I mean, another conversation for another day. Right. So, yeah. Another thing that, uh, I mean, they took three linemen in a row. They took three like, linemen. Two back to back. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, yeah, Corey Lindsley's in his contract year, but I mean, I yeah. think we should resign him. <laughs> right. So then you like, you go down the draft and a corner, you, you draft a corner. I don't think we drafted a corner. I believe it was like, Maybe it was, but we drafted a safety and then like a, a safety. Line. Yeah, and then we drafted like a an edge rusher from Miami. And yeah, Jonathan Garvin. I was just not hoping one. For one in the seventh round, dude. In the in the sixth round, I think Baltimore got James Prochet from yeah uh, SMU, and I'm you know you know how they have you know Kuiper's you know big board. Oh yeah. And it's like best available and shit. And I'm, you know, sitting there, you know, so upset. And I'm like, wide receiver. And I go to YouTube, watch a three minute highlight, you know, mixtape. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, let's fucking draft him. And it's like, oh, no, sorry. Yeah, already off the board, pal. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, this draft was just, it was just hard to watch. It was disappointing the whole way through. 
But it mm-hmm. really it really spoke volumes of what the front office wants to do. And I think what happened was this year we really saw how much success we were having in the run game. Yes. And they were just kind of like, okay. Because the year before this, Aaron Jones led the league in yards per attempt, like 5.5, which is extremely good for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, you see these guys in college, like Jonathan Taylor, of ridiculous, like, yeah, you know, with like eight yards, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he have like seven yards of attempt, like something that. crazy like right. that? Yeah. So, you, you see these guys come out. And then you you give Aaron Jones the football a ton of times. You give Jonathan or not Jonathan Jamal Williams a bunch of carries, and we get a ton of touchdowns from these guys, right? So mm-hmm. maybe the front office goes, "Ooh, Aaron Rodgers can't really do it as good as he could, you know, three years ago. Maybe you should load up the line, you know, get some more big, thick running backs in there." Because yeah, you know, which I mean, going, for big big the, guy, man. yeah, he. I mean, he reminds me of Mr. Eddie Lacy before he decided to dominate the dollar menu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I think the thought... Just, like, throwing people to the ground. Oh, yeah. His, his highlight tape is very juicy. Yeah. But I think the thought of people saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he can't do it like... That's kind of a dumbass, you know, thought because, like, yeah. sure, he's not, you know, MVP prime Rodgers, uh-huh. which, I mean, don't rule it out, you know, next year. I know you're probably like, come on now. It's like, you know, it's someone else. But I'm I'm no, just saying. I would, I, would, I would love to see Aaron Oh, Rodgers. I would love Every it. Year, like, we get, we get spoiled as Packer fans. You know, we're used to our quarterbacks always having 30-plus, you know, passing touchdowns, that kind of crap. Yeah, He's but Pierce and Rogers have just been like, "Ooh, let's let's get some more guys in here that we can throw to that aren't shitty tight end." You know, like you yeah. see guys like Jordy Nelson go, and then Randall Cobb goes. Like before that, you see James Jones go, mm-hmm. right? And like eventually, because I mean, for a good while there, we had like a good wide receiver core. Oh like, yes, guys when like. Devontae Adams is still developing. You had guys that are like super sleeper, like uh, Jeff Janis, who like, yeah. you know, had his career game. Yeah. We versus... end up losing that one, but. Yeah, that, you know, that hurts, but. I mean, that's just a great example of guys stepping up and doing their job. And one guy I was really excited for going in, into this year was, you know, EQ. I was yep, I agree. And he, I e- think. He EQ's got, like, my guy going right. into this year. Right. I was pretty excited for him because actually, like, with the receivers that we had, like, in that game, like, I forget which game it was. I believe it was, like, the Patriots game. You actually saw okay. him run a couple of really good routes. And oh, yeah. And it got me really excited for the future. Like, you forget that some of these guys that we've had on our team that, you know, the, the best Packers receiver ever other than Don Hudson, probably Donald Driver, was, like, a yeah. seventh-round draft pick, right? Yeah, so you, and you, you that, want that's true. You want these guys to develop, right, you know? One of the yeah. you know, MVS is the guy that I chose other than EQ. And I it's just extremely disappointing to see him not develop because he has a ton of potential. He's the only like receiver on our team that like is fast as shit, like for right. real. Like Devontae, I mean he just he route runs his way open, but exactly. like he's you know, he doesn't have like burner speed. Right. The only one with burner speed is MVS. Yeah. EQ is pretty fast, but he's like 6'5". He's 6'5", right? yeah. yeah. You're not doing that, right? 
So whenever, like, you see flashes of it all the time. You saw flashes of him outrunning guys in the Raiders game. You saw him catch that touchdown versus the Broncos on the free play. You're like, ooh, this could be something we see all the time, right? Because, you know, Mr. White Lightning, Jordy Nelson, used to burn guys for those kind of touchdowns all the time, right? Uh Aaron Rodgers loves throwing those kind of balls, and he's probably one of the best in the league at throwing them. And, you know, he's nobody to throw them to because nobody's really getting open like that. Yeah. I mean, one guy you really got to, like, touch on is we got to appreciate as Packer fans. Like, nobody really stepped up until number 13. Lizard Lazard. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. He had a good game against the Giants. Yeah, he had a pretty good game against the Giants. But, I mean, just because he's not putting up all the numbers is, like, if he gets, like, three to four five catches a game, you know, he doesn't have to get the yardage. But to have, like, a dependable receiver that Rodgers wants to throw to, because he says it all the time in interviews, like, I and you understand, there's, like, guys, like, I think there's a really good story that I heard on the Pat McAfee show about Peyton Manning, like, talking to his receiver after he, like, tries to get a one-handed catch or something. Okay. And he's like, hey, if you ever, you know, don't catch a ball with two hands. You're never going to be in my huddle again. And I think it like, you know, you got to like mentally, you know, trust, Hey, if I'm going to throw this ball to this guy, is he actually going to catch it? And there's only two guys on the team, maybe three or four up to this point that he can actually do it. Two of those being running backs. Right. So mm-hmm. to have this like wide receiver step up and actually, you know, do some. We're not asking here. for you know the next Julio or D Hop right. or anything. We just want a reliable number two. We just want a guy that we can throw to. He doesn't even have to be a number two because really, I mean, in the literal sense, yes, he is the number two. But we don't want like we. I want a Randall Cobb, right? I want to. Yeah. Yeah, I want a Devontae Adams to a Jordy Nelson. You know what I'm saying? I want to. You know. Yeah, that's another thing the Packers do lack is a true slot receiver. Exactly. And one of those things, like, there was a bunch of really good guys. Like, I mean, one of the greatest drafts I think this year was Denver. I mean, they loaded up firepower for Mr. Horsecock himself. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's going to have a field day thrown to those guys, right? I mean, he got his his favorite college target, Albert O, too. Yeah. I mean, I got the one guy out of Penn State. He's real little, but he's really he's, shifty. He's like five eight routes. or yeah. five seven or something. Yeah, I mean, crazy, right? Like, how tall is Randall Cobb? Right, like five ten. I mean, mm-hmm. we're really lacking that. Like, Aaron Rodgers loves those uh, those slot receiver types that we mm-hmm. don't really have. You know. Yeah, like Goody has a type. You know, if you're not Goody does have a type. Yeah. If you're not six four or taller. <laughs> He ain't touching you. <laughs> right. That's why I was, you know, hoping that T. Higgins was there because, you know, that's one of the guys he would really like to have, I think. Yeah, he was, he was my guy going into this draft. Oh, I know you love Mr. Higgins. Oh, yes. But, like, think about, you know, Pittman Jr. He's a big boy, too. I I really liked Pittman, like, way before I even watched him play football because he had a great – or he has a great YouTube channel. And yeah, I'm so – I, I figured out he had a YouTube channel. I was like, okay. Yeah. He's a cool guy, man. And, you know, that was one of the guys. I'm like, we got this guy in the Packers. That'd be so cool. Because, like, 
we've never really had a guy in our team to really do social media like that. So I thought that would be cool. But he's also an extremely good wide receiver that could have slipped. But I think the Colts were like, hey, this guy is actually like the real deal. Let's take him at the beginning of the second. And they really got a great player in him. Yeah. And, you know, being able to, you know, pick up JT too. Whew. At I mean, 41. That's my that's my guy, man. I remember yeah, I, all I wanted ago, him I wanted him to go to like a respectable organization and I didn't I that's I'm, I'm happy that's like that the best place. Colts. I mean low key I kind of wanted him to go to like Tampa or something. So you know when I'm repping mm. his jersey, you know, that's the only jersey I'll ever wear that's like a non-Packers jersey just because that is my guy, you know. Yeah. I I've I've watched like pretty much all of his college games other than the yeah. weird shitty week 1 you know, Wisconsin plays fucking Citadel. Yeah, right. So like Jonathan Taylor is like I was I was so happy when he got drafted. Like that that guy, like you see these guys come up through college. Like I remember seeing him like break Adrian Peterson's rookie rushing yard record and mm. he did that every year and he was always there and he never missed a game. And he was just a great player the whole time he was at Wisconsin. And then to see him go to, you know, a pretty respectable organization, in my opinion, of the Colts. You know, oh, at yeah. that point, they had, like, the winningest decade in NFL history with, yep. you know, Mr. Sheriff himself, big forehead. And, and Mr. Mr. Luck, too. Yeah, Mr. Luck. Um, poor guy, man. Poor guy. But, like, I'm, I'm just happy he didn't go to, like, a crapshoot of an organization like the Jets or something. Oh, yeah. That, you know, when, I, when he came out of college, I just – I was just so happy because I remember he was getting so much disrespect because he, in, in my opinion, I still believe this. He is the best running back in this class by far. I mean, the, the production he had in college and the one knock that yeah. I'm going into his, his junior Fumble. year was um, that he couldn't catch the football. And this year he had like, I think it was five, you know, receiving touchdowns, which, you know, in the Wisconsin offense, you don't really see that. Like, you look at no. Melvin Gordon's game now compared to when he was in college. That's one of his best assets is his pass catching ability. Yeah, yeah, he is just—he's a bit—he's the best pure runner yeah. of the football in this class. I mean, if I, like, if I wanted a guy who did both at an elite level, probably Swift, but like, right? JT is just run it down your throat type thing. I mean, and especially in college, like, you know, when you're playing in that Wisconsin offense, I'm sure everybody's seen the video. And I, you know, I saw a part of this game, but I was very little when it happened. It was like, it was a game versus Nebraska, and Melvin Gordon gets like mm. 40 carries and breaks like the single game rush yes. record. That's just what the Wisconsin offense is, baby. Like, when you, when you <laughs> go to those games and watch every play, it's under center, ground and pound. You know, you're watching those games. We had a bunch of guys, you know, come out. We have a really good uh, – he was a freshman last year, really good running back. That's probably going to get the starting job this year because of how talented he actually is. But you had guys that would get, like, carries that, you know, while Jonathan Taylor is having, like, a 250-yard game, they would have, like, 100 yard rushing yards right behind him, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's just basically what it is at Wisconsin, you know. We got a good pro-style quarterback coming in, baby. We're, we're coming in, and it's going to be great. It's going to be a really interesting season if there even is one for college, which there probably will be, but we don't really know when. Same with the NFL. 
Uh, I think if there is one team to uh, or league to you know have a season, it's the NFL. Oh, for sure. I mean, with these with these thirty one owners, yeah, yeah, we're owned by the people <laughs> over here in Wisconsin, even though we're down here in St. Louis. But uh, yeah, these these guys are going to lose billions of dollars by not having fans in the stands. Let alone, yeah, imagine if they don't play. Games. Yeah, imagine if there were. And I believe the deadline for uh, guys to opt out is Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So hopefully no more g- big guys, you know, opt out. I don't, I, mean, I don't I, think there will be. I, I completely understand. Like, there's been a lot of college guys. There was a really good uh, corner for I forget what team, but. Uh, just, what's this? Uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech. And he, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, that was those two guys, you know. I wanted to watch him play so bad. Right. Like, he is so fun. Right. So, going into this season, I mean, you already have a bunch of guys, especially in college, right? And I completely understand the thought of, like, oh, well, I just had a baby or my dad's sick. You know, I don't want to, you know, expose him to all these things, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, those are very, you know, they're legit reasons. It's, It's very cool that, you know, a guy that's playing in college that has millions of dollars on the line or a guy that's playing in the NFL with millions of dollars on the line that he can earn this season, you know, and doing all that crap. It's very, it's very cool of them to, you know, put their family first and do all that stuff, which good for them. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll affect their draft stock to be honest. Cause I mean, Mr. Nick Bosa, he played like one game as, junior year yeah and he's like yeah i'm just gonna prepare for the draft we we already and... haven't seen enough from mr nick and i'm pretty sure his you know clone copy who I, I i think he's actually gonna be much better than his older brother and i think i think he has a lot more potential i mean nick bosa i think this year i think just... joey's better right yeah. now but nick bosa will probably have a better career yeah nick bosa especially because you know he's on the 49ers and mm-hmm, how, they're loaded you know, yeah, they put a bunch of guys around him. I mean, you know, in San Diego, now LA, you have like Mark or what was his name? Uh, Melvin. Melvin Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just putting all these guys around him, especially in the 49ers defense. I mean, when you're watching those games and you're watching the 49ers defense absolutely grab the pond, the Green Bay offense. I mean, who are you watching? You're watching him. You're watching Fred Warner, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite players that come out this year. I mean, that kid Super is Super sneaky and underrated. Right. He's absolutely talented, and he's just just a great guy. I mean, whenever you're watching these dudes that are playing, especially um, especially Nick Bosa, I mean, whew. I yeah. mean, the, the coming out party from him, in my opinion, is when he played the Browns, and, he, you know, he mm-hmm. got to stick at the Baker Mayfield by putting the flag down. <laughs> That was that was a cool moment. Yeah. So, what what were your thoughts on our free agency? It was a boring year. It was very boring. I mean, typical Packers though. You know, we've been pretty spoiled with Goody. I mean, for the most part, Goody's been a pretty good GM for us. You know, despite yeah. what's happened this off season. You know. So it was it was quiet, but it's not like we really had the funds to spend. No. So when, when free agency started, next year we have guys to. Yeah, next year we got to save up. So which, I mean, I'm okay with that because I was like thinking long run, our Super Bowl window is open. Yeah. Like I think we're so, the fourth youngest team on 
average. Like, yeah, it's we wide have open. A lot of young guys this year, and that's a good yeah. thing and a bad thing at the same time. I mean, shit, we went to the NFC Championship game where we did get you know blown out, but right. with all those young guys, still, you know, all we, I mean, if we keep if we slash Raheem Mostert's stat line in half, I mean, we're That's we're kind of in that game, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, it was a it was a boring year. I mean, we got rid of um, Beluga, Mister Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, we got Rick Wagner, who was you know Ricky considered Dubs a, considered a downgrade, and we had another guy on our roster. I, I forget what his name was a veteran lineman. He actually started versus Seattle. In that playoff game, God, what was his name? Oh, uh, what's his name? Jared <laughs> Valdir. Yes, him. And I thought he was just gonna sign a one year and you know take that right tackle spot. And yeah, he wasn't draft, bad. I thought we were actually gonna take a tackle at thirty, if anything. That's a very Packers pick, and it's not a bad pick for like you know the thirtieth spot. No. we all know how that turned out. Yeah, I could I could have seen Austin Jackson going thirty. Exactly. I, I think uh, who we are looking for – oh, I'm about to pull up the big board here. But, yeah, like uh, guys that, you know, weren't – like like there was a bunch of guys that you wanted to go at 30. Like I believe it was like Josh Jones who we have, you know, oh, yeah. Josh Jones on the Packers, you know. Didn't turn yeah. out well, but, you know. He's a little more raw, but – yeah, it was it was I mean, like guys like him or Isaiah William Wilson or like, Isaiah Wilson, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were hyping up Urza Cleveland, who I yeah, was not him too, too. Yeah, I was not too on that, but he was the Boise State, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't Ricky? Isn't Ricky Dubs a Wisco boy? I believe so. Yeah, I think he was a tight end in college or something stupid like that. Yeah, but after that, I mean, we we ended up getting uh you know, Mr. Linebacker. And I think oh, that was yeah. for free agency, really. Yeah, and Funches of Bunches. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him. Bunches I mean, of Funches. So how does so how does that work? He opts out, right? But then... He's on the team next year. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it doesn't hurt. No. But yeah, yeah, but... I'm kind of excited for Kirksey. I am, too. He's a awesome locker room presence, too. That's what I've heard. He's been a really good guy. You know, obviously the elephant in the room being with him, like the injury bug has been all over him, unfortunately. But, but I uh, mean, he was, he was good. He his, was like good. big. His big thing is that he's super athletic. So he's a very good run stopping player, which I, he might, yeah. be a, you know, in his prime, you know, when he was with the bronze, he was mm-hmm. actually much better at that than, um, the guy we let go of, Mr. Martinez, he was actually, oh yeah, yeah. So, I actually prefer him if he can actually stay healthy. But I mean, we'll 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 see what happens, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kirksey on the Twitter. You know, he's like, yeah, Green Bay, I love you. You know, just, trust just, me. Just moved in. You know. You know, he's like, trust me, Packers fans, and it's like, yeah. all right, I trust you. Love, you love seeing guys like that, especially this year, yeah. like the 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 stuff that you got to see from the defense with like people really embracing it. Like, Oh yeah. Look at the D trained, you know, crap like that. Yeah. It was just awesome. Like the one game I was able to go to this year, 
the only part I would have changed about it is I didn't. We did not get a sack on Mr. Derek Carr. That's true. Was, you know, pretty disappointing. But hey, man, <laughs> broken down car. Yeah. But I mean, this was a requested thing. What do you think our record prediction for the 2020 season is? Record prediction. Let me let me pull up our 2020 schedule here. We'll, we'll go through here, the games. Here's here's the thing. I think we we can absolutely be a better team next year, but we might not be 13 and three. Oh no. Which right, I so mean, we, I think I think 12 and four is realistic. I was looking at. It, I was like, I mean, we get Tampa early, which I mean, it could be a blessing or a curse. Who knows? Yeah. I'm surprised that's not a prime time game, but. Our first four games are kind of challenging, but you know. Oh, I think... that if I could change one thing about our schedule, is move the bye. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's pretty tough, right? So, basically, what happens here? First four games we have at Vikings, which you know could re- realistically go either way. The Vikings got a lot better this year. Then Lions, you know. So we're right now we're at two and zero. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah, let, let, let's we'll give it, you know, and we'll give us the benefit of the doubt. And then we're going into New Orleans. Mm, we'll, that that we'll, game scares we'll just, me. We'll just we'll just take the L there. So we're at two and one. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're humble brags. Yeah. And then against the Falcons, that's it's a dub. The Falcons have had our number, but not today. OK, we're at three yeah. and one. And going into Tampa. The Rodgers Brady duel is won by Rodgers, and we're back to a tie. Or actually, no, it is one one right now, isn't it? Yeah, only one loss. Yeah, I so, think we can beat Tampa. To be I honest think, with you, I think we do beat Tampa here. So, I another mean, job right there. Go to four and one. Do you have an opinion on that game, David? Uh, I mean, I have just an opinion on Bruce Arians. Uh. He doesn't have a good track record when it comes to quarterbacks in their first year. Yeah. Like, if you look at Carson Palmer in Arizona and Jameis, there's another. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they ain't looking too hot, though. And especially with, like, Jameis Winston, but, you know. here's, Here's a take I think you can win a Super Bowl with Jameis Winston. I agree. I think what happened is uh, he, he's really set up for failure in that last year, in my opinion. They really did. And he's in Sean Payton's offense? Yeah, okay. About to learn a lot. Okay, so the next week after that, we have the Texans. That could go either way. We'll take the loss there. Really? The Texans are really good. I just feel like that's one of those games. You know what I'm talking about? I guess, but when I look at the Texans, it's like, oh, shit, Deshaun Watson. And then everyone else is like, Meh. Like I'm, you know, their defense doesn't scare me. It's at Texans. Oh, what? Well, me different. You know, I mean, the, the, little, like little I Randy said, Cobb. That, that game can go you know. either way, right? I think, I think we definitely pull that one out. So, what are we at so far? We're at win, win, loss, win, win, and then we're gonna take the win against the Panthers. Okay. Yeah. And then I believe we are at home versus the Vikings. You know, we don't lose at home. Mm-mm. Not in November, at least. So that's a dub. Next week, a bit different. We get the uh, we get the boys, the boys mm. that brought us so much, you know, bad fortune last year. 
let's let's and not let's let's yeah, not hell. Gonna, yeah, we're just gonna move past Jacksonville. Hey, but if we meet you in the playoffs, though. Oh yeah, you you go get different <laughs> Packers. All right. So then uh, we got the Jaguars. That is it. Mm, yeah, I mean, coming off our bye, I believe. Or am I wrong? No, we we come off the bye to a short week to San Francisco. I think. I, I think they I are think, right. I think that's where it's like, hey, let's just, you know, absolutely screw the Packers. And they're like, all right. All right. And then we got the Colts. Hopefully, uh, Jonathan Taylor will have a day. Maybe not as good. I see us taking a win there. He can have a day and we can just win. Yeah. And then versus the Bears, that's a dub. We don't lose to the Bears. Eagles. The Bears. We want revenge from last year. I agree. We're back in home. That's a win. Mm. That's a win. You know, and another thing, you know, just a side note, I think Doug Peterson's such an underrated head coach. I mean, he wrote a book, man. He did write a book, and he has the Rona. He does have the Rona. All right, moving on from that, we are at the Lions. We're going to take a loss there, you know. It's bound to happen. It's just bound to happen, my friend. It's, I mean, unless, you know, some late heroics from Raj and Money Mason. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, the, I, the I, Panthers. it's fair enough. Yeah, the Panthers, uh, I, I think they'll take that one. You know, why not? We'll, uh-huh. give, we'll give the CMC boys. They're having a rough uh, season up to this point. They get a nice win against the Packers. And I believe I don't know Packers. what – I believe it's in I Green Bay. In Green Bay? Yeah. yeah. Another thing about the Panthers, what are they doing signing Teddy Bridgewater? Like, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but Whatever Panthers, you get your hands on these days in the quarterback market, you take, I think. I guess, but, like, all, okay, you give CMC the bag. It's like, hey, he did we're getting that. that. We're going to get you the, the, you know, the long blonde hair, you know, kid from Clemson next year. I mean, oh, they, yeah. realistically, they realistically could have been number one overall pick. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, young yeah. head coach. Hey, man. You know, I think they should have done Joe. it. They could have got. They could have traded the house for Joe Burrow. They have this offensive coordinator from college. Oh. If oh, you're the God. Bengals, what are you doing not signing him? Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Bengals going to bangle. I mean, they got what? What's the Bengals coach thing? Was he Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor. Yeah. I, uh, he, I think he. I think he made eye contact with McVeigh at a bar one time, and that's how he got the job. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and and then we got the Titans. You know, in December, actually, you know, I'll give us a go. Give us a dub versus the Panthers, and the Packers went out right. But there, yeah. you know, a couple of these games could be toss ups, like the uh, like the Bucks game or the Texans game. You know. The Vikings, mm-hmm. you know, the Vikings play very good football near the end of the season. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll go with the nice thirteen and three to twelve and four. That's what that's what that's, I'm that, that was my thoughts is yeah. twelve to four. Range. I think I think our floor could be about like seven eleven and five. Maybe. Whoa, like like our the, floor. I'm talking, oh, I'm talking the very like rock floor. bottom. I'm talking rock bottom. So, you know, there is that. But I I, I would hope, and I think the most realistic. You know, if we're if we're talking major success and injuries are being very kind to us, because last year we got very lucky, and this is actually what happened with the uh, the Vikings the year that they did really good. They had mm-hmm. no injuries at all. 
Talk to you. I'll talk to you about dinner later, JP. Mm. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Mark, so, Mark's uh, went, Mark wants pizza. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, so uh, yeah, man. A couple of toss-ups there, but twelve and twelve and four is. Honestly, I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not bad. It's not. No, it, by no seven, means. Does the seventeen playoff start next year? In 17 playoff is this year, and then the yeah. 17 games season is next year, after, right? Which I think is a bunch of crap, but whatever. Yeah. I, I want my players to stay healthy because they're already, it's already a bit of a stretch. And I also do not appreciate eliminating the two seed having the bye. Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't really like that. I did not like that either. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any, before we close this out, I know you got to, you know, put your take on dinner soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, some hot takes for this season. I, you know, I sleep, certainly... sleeper teams, you know, the teams that might flop. Going into this season, I think in the AFC, obviously mm-hmm. now that Brady's out of the picture and you have a couple good teams such as the Ravens, I think the Steelers will do a lot better. I think the Browns will do a lot better. I I'm I'm a big brownie this year. I don't know if I don't know how I feel about the Titans. You know, I don't like, yeah, I do. I am iffy on the Titans. Yeah. I mean, if you got my boy AJ like, Brown on there though. I mean, obviously the Chiefs will be back, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think if you have another team like say say for whatever reason like the Kansas City Chiefs like disappeared off the face of the earth. I think the Denver Broncos are going to do really well. Drew Locke and those new, I agree all that crap. I mean, yeah. after that, like, I think the bills definitely went to the division. I mean, yeah. you really like the Patriots with Cam Newton, but like everyone's so opting many, out. Yeah. Everyone on my team's opting out, you know, tank for Trevor. Uh, I don't think the Titans do as well. I think the Colts will go like 10 and six. That's I, yes. That yeah. is my prediction for them. Ten and six, and they win that division. Right. That's my Colts. And the Texans. I think the Texans like barely lose out of the division, though. They'll probably end up making the playoffs, but yeah, I'm really. The, yeah, I'm thinking the AFC. I mean, the Texans are really good. I mean, Deshaun Watson. Can no, I I love that boy Deshaun Watson, but yeah. like, I don't know if I like the rest of the team. I mean, think about it. they they got they got Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks catching passes from him. So I guess we'll see. I think yeah. they have a new running back also, so I don't know. Oh, offensive line. They, they drafted one. Please. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think the though. Chargers do well at all. Like, I think the Chargers will probably end up handing the reins through Herbert and they'll get some high draft picks in the NFC, though. I, I, NFC North, I think the Packers take the division. You know, mm-hmm. Green Bay, our Green Bay 13 time world champions. The mm. AFC's, I think the AFC South is going to be the most competitive division in the NFL this year. I mean, you have AFC four, South. you have four really good teams that you can make the case if the Falcons and the Panthers have like, you know, because Matt Ryan is actually coming off of like two career years. Matt Ryan is playing. Matt really Ryan is so now. underrated. And the thing about the AFC South is you have some of the best receivers in here. So when you're when you're guarding, oh, yeah. teams, especially against the Panthers, like. You have a couple sleepers on the team. Like, they don't really – they're not in the elite conversation, but they're still over there. But 
I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I'm just going to say something. Michael Thomas, if – okay, if I'm, like, talking about guys I would want to have on my team, Michael Thomas is, like, the third guy. Like, I don't oh. – I need to – I need – I think, like, I would barely – I think I would maybe take him over Mike Evans. Like, love Mike Evans. But I think, like, you can go either way there. Like, Michael Thomas – he gets a lot of disrespect for being a crybaby and whatnot, and I'm very critical of him. But he's still he's still a very good player. And when you're oh, catching yeah. 150 balls, it's not because you're just playing with your breeds; it's because you're good at football, right? Yeah. So you know, but obviously, I would rather have Julio Jones. I yeah. Mean, or D Hop. Yeah, or D Hop. But no, I'm I'm just talking in that division though. But oh, I think for the sure. Saints, I think the Saints still take that, but it's going to be very competitive. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. the Panthers, you know, you have they carry CMC. The, I think you know, I think the Panthers, like, I don't think they'll be good, but I think they can like play like spoiler. Right. I think um, Matt Ryan's still playing on an elite level with Julio Jones. Great. So you, you never know, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the NFC, nice. the NFC East. Excuse me. <laughs> with with the new the new franchise, the Washington Football Team. I think the Eagles probably take the division. I mean, the Eagles are still very good. My boy is still quarterback in that squad. So, I mean, not, yeah, not what, what the really fuck are they doing taking Jalen Hurts in the second? I don't know. I mean, Carson Wentz has, you know, I think it's one of those like, ooh, you take Brady, you know, he's doing really good. Oh, here comes Jimmy Garoppolo. Like the Packers, but, the Packers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was really young, took a, you know, a quarterback in the second or third, so it must be something like that. Carson and I think, isn't going anywhere, man. Yeah, I think seven years ago today, I think the Packers signed Vince Young to a one-year deal. Yeah, so you have <laughs> stuff like that. And then the the other than, you know, the NFC South, we have the NFC West, who, you know, we have four very good teams here. I think the people that, you know, actually fall to the bottom of the division with the Cardinals becoming very, very good this offseason. I mean, they have one of the most underrated players in the league in Chandler Jones. Chandler oh, Jones yeah. is a beast, and nobody really yeah. talks about that. But I think the bottom feeders in this division are the Rams. Are the Rams, and I think they go 6-10. and 10. Yeah, I think the Rams – I mean, they have a very good coaching staff. Like, Sean McVay, mm-hmm. you know, don't take anything away from him, but he's very good. And, like, I think what happens there is, like, they're not managing – like, okay, I think Jared – or what am I saying? Jared Goff is, mm-hmm. like, good. But I think with, like – I think he needs an elite running back to have an elite season. But I, I really yeah. want to watch him this year because it's up to him to whether – like, I think if this year he plays well, he will have a good NFL career. You know, yeah, I think I think he gets too much shit plays. to be honest. Yeah, if he if he plays good this year, it will tell us if he's going to play five more years as a backup or twelve more years as a starter. So, but <laughs> That's I, I true. Don't think they finish at the bottom of the barrel, even if they do have good quarterback play, because they're losing guys all over. They do have like the best player in the NFL, not named Patrick Mahomes on defense, but you yeah, know, for sure, they might be able to slip to like seven and nine. I think their ceiling's eight and eight, but. I feel I yeah. still think they feel like the bottom of the barrel in this division, and I think the Cardinals end up playing really well. The only weak spot on this team is like the offensive line. It's like yeah, sneaky. yeah. It's if they can get past that, which is a very hard thing to get past, because you know when you're thinking about the teams last year who had a lot of talent on offense, do I really need to say it? Like you trade away your linemen to get some middle linebackers, and you 
you felt it in the first game of the year, that being the Cleveland Browns. But I think they <laughs> could I think the I think the Cardinals are good for nine wins. They could squeeze in ten depending on how the division play goes. Because these last two teams are borderline like Super Bowl favorite, depending right. on how like um you know they their season turns out with injuries, right? Right. You know, the Seattle Seahawks, obviously, they have the second best quarterback in the league. But if they put more guys around Russell to protect him, you know, help him out in the yeah. game a little bit, because they definitely have some great running backs. They just got yeah. extremely unlucky. Yeah, they, they got hit with the injury bug. They got hit with the injury bug hard. And then this team needs no introduction. You know, the team we talked about yeah. a lot on this podcast, specifically for just whooping the Packers ass twice in a row. Not in a row, mm-hmm. twice in one season. San Francisco yeah. 49ers with the best tight end in the NFL. Fight me on that. But, I uh, won't because <laughs> I think he damn well can be. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got Jimmy Garoppolo who, you know, as we saw in the NFC Championship, if you can just work teams like that, he doesn't have to play well. You know, right. as long as he's consistently not throwing interceptions, this should be a very good football team, especially with the depth they have at running back. Like, it's just it's just crazy. Like, I don't think really people knew who, like, Raheem Mostert was. Exactly. Like, he had, like, 500 yards on the season, and he got, like, a third of his yards that he had on the season in that game. So. Something, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And the All defense. Right. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely crazy. I mean, oh, the their defense is nuts. They, draft, they had a great draft. They too. did have a great draft. And they're starting, I think, here in a couple of years, they're going to start getting really thin because some guys that are on their, you know, they're already paying Jimmy Garoppolo a good yeah. amount of cash. But they, they, they're going to pay Kittle a bunch of money. They, they have to pay Kittle. I mean, like, on offense, they don't really have any, like, guys that can really – I think the trade in the middle of the season for Emmanuel Sanders was one of the best in the NFL. I wish my Packers would have done it, but – you yeah, know, we the fact them. that they were able to get that off is spectacular, especially because Debo Samuel, I believe, is already out for this year. Uh, I think it's like the first six weeks. Yeah, it's it's a couple of games. But when they drafted Ayuk, I mean, the, what a great pick, especially for this offense when you have like small yeah. TV guys. I mean, it's just crazy, man. That's but like they don't giving me nightmares of uh, Shanahan running, crossing routes with Ayuk and Samuel. Exactly. Like – I, I remember telling somebody before the Super Bowl, like some of the plays they're going to run, just specifically with Debo Samuel, because mm-hmm. he's just so good at that kind of stuff. And right, he he's, a, he's chess like piece. a big guy, too. A lot of people don't talk about that, but he's very fast. And I think he could be one of the best receivers in the league here in the next couple of years if he just evolves well, but the injuries don't help. So, But if they don't lock up Kittle, this offense will be a mess. Because Kittle, yeah. you can do – he's a he's a four-down tight end, if that's even right. Fun, right. Like, he can mm-hmm. run routes out of the slot. He can block, like, a, you know, five-star lineman, basically. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All um, right, before we finish it up, uh, give me two players you want the Packers to take a look at for next year's draft. For next year's draft out of this class? Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously, we have a very good man that I wish would have came out of college this year. But we have Jamar Chase from LSU, who's actually Ooh. extremely talented. His only yes. problem was he was not on the field a lot, and I think that it had a lot to do with why he didn't come out in this year's draft. Right. So, Jamar Chase, I mean, was kind of in Justin Jefferson's shadow because you had him, like, 
Clyde's Hilaire, whatever, Edwards, whatever his name is. And, and they got another guy, and I, I think Terrence Marshall's his name. Oh, my God. Like, a lot of those guys were in the shadow, right? But you right. Know, a lot of, like, the good football fans and, like, scouts know that this guy is going to be dominant in the league. Like, right. Jamar Chase is going to be so good. He's going to be, like, a top 10 draft pick. So, I mean, hopefully the Packers don't have that pick on purpose just to get Jamar Chase. That would be one of the guys that I would love to see. And then maybe, like, a defensive guy, like, you know, that that receiver from uh, Minnesota who just opted out is going to be very Bateman. Cool, yeah, that was, that was one of my answers. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, going to be a weird toss-up for college this year, man. Exactly. Yeah. I think the, I think the two yeah. guys they want them to look at is Rashad Bateman, obviously. Yeah. And the younger brother of a Packers player already. Yes. And this, uh, this would be very cool to get both these guys on the team because they actually – I know I think I know who you're about to say, but there could be a little just random player who has a brother in college, but I think you're the, – The boy from USC? Yes, sir. Yeah, but I'm in Ross St. Brown. We'll cool see those two on the same team, so – yeah, I'm a big sucker for Slovis and St. Brown. Yeah, they're they're a good football family over there at the St. Browns. Whatever they're feeding their kids, I <laughs> and they're screaming at them in the gym in German and shit. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But you know, if we could get if we could get the older brother on the field, then we'll talk about getting his younger. Brother. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. All right, I think that concludes it. All right, man. All right, have, I'll talk to have, you. Talk to have a great time. night, David. Thanks you for too. having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem. You go get you some pizza. <laughs> Thank you. Till next time, uh, my friend. Of course. See you. Have a great.